Duke, they call me the Digital Phantom. I am the Duke of Derps, also known as Garrett. All right, we are back once again here on Full Gear Week. Before we get into the rest of the show, I have a few things that I want to go ahead and take care of off the top. Of the, we call this the little housekeeping section. So first of all, before we get into everything else, I just want to make sure you guys go ahead and follow or subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to this on, be that iTunes, Google Podcasts. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one? That's the other one. Apologies. And also make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Bane Duke, B-A-N-E-D-A-U-K-E. I can spell. And you can also find Charlie on Twitter at O'Charlie with an X. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So um, we are here. Getting our favorites. I just want to say that this was a better week of wrestling than last week. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I, I fully agree with that. It was this was a fun week, man. This is a good build up to our our pay per view we got this weekend. Um, I will disagree on that point, but we'll get into that more as we talk about the shows. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, our favorite things that we that we liked uh, this week in wrestling. So um, I actually completely forgot who we said was going to go first. Did I say I was? Go- Did you say I was going first? I cannot remember. <laughs> I am rolling first. All right, you go ahead so, and go first. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like anyone who's listened to our show in the past knows where this is about to go. And while there are a few options you could pick from, a couple of surprisingly good matches too, which we'll get into. Um, I My favorite this week was Dante Martin. It was both, but to keep you in suspense, first we're going to go Dante Martin versus Arya Davari. Garrett, this was just straight up fun. Reminded me of last week with Silver versus uh, Cole in the, in the sense of just fun, but, it, but a different style match. There was a lot in the air. Dante Martin has been getting some great opportunities the past few weeks slash month. And Dante Martin has been taking advantage of every single opportunity. We want to uh, real quick just say uh, we hope you're doing all right, Leo. Leo Rush wasn't here because he had a, a passing in the family. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking so of you, sad. Leo. Um, I think they did a good job tonight of – averting the storyline to do what they did, including the team Taz thing after, you know, saying, yes. Hey, he, Leo's not here. Let's take it. I mean, that is booking on the spot. Leo, and it also gives Leo whatever amount of time he needs to come back. You could even, I guess say if Leo needs a little bit more time, like a few weeks or something like that, you could just have this team Taz thing go on for a little bit. And yeah, eventually have him be the reason that he doesn't go with team Taz or something. You and know, it was, it was, it was fun how they booked it, man. There was um, real quick. Dante Martin did win this match. Yep. And he won it with a double jump moonsault. So this this was the best way to describe it. It's just straight up enjoyable. It was quick. About, it was fast. And I loved it. Two home, about the, hometown boys, by the way. I was say, how about the big, big, big time baby face pop for Arya Davari? Like one of the biggest heels of 205 Live. Like it's a yeah. big baby face pop because I, of being in his hometown. I mean, I didn't even know he was from Minneapolis. Like, Yeah. And I, th- I liked commentary on this match too. I think the whole production as a whole here was really enjoyable. For me, and they they were putting over Martin pretty hard. 
it's kind of an interesting match because both guys are from the same hometown. So who has the home field advantage? You think it's Dante Martin, but Davari got a pretty big pop. Like I don't know. Yeah, it, it was definitely interesting. And they really they did they did a good job of saying you know Davari here for one night only kind of deal because you know in in wrestling the Davari name is is got some legacy to it. So yeah, what do you it think does. of this one? I thought there was a really uh, I I enjoyed it as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, if I hadn't picked uh, the match I picked as my favorite, I would have probably picked this one as well. Um, and there was a there was a spot um, in this match where I think it was Davari hit like this like leg drop over the back of the head. Yep. yep. While he was hung up in the ropes, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that spot before. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there was a couple really good ones. Yeah, not that I've never think that. Not that I think that's never been done. I'm sure it was, but like I don't think I'd ever seen that on. I believe TV it's before. called the kitchen sink. Maybe, maybe uh, the kitchen sink is when you catch them with like the leg or the knee or whatever it is when they when they whip off the ropes. Um, I go. was talking about when he had him hung up in the ropes and he went to the second rope and hit the leg drop. Oh, okay. Yep. Which I think I'd seen maybe that maybe now that I'm thinking about it, I probably have seen those in the Japan matches, but I just it's not a very common spot. Like you yeah, don't Divari see that too often. crushed it, man. Absolutely. And yeah, I just I really enjoyed this match. I think Davari probably will get uh, you know, some a few matches on Dark and then maybe they'll decide if they're gonna sign him or not. But um I thought Either it was way, interesting. I, I love that they're they know to bring in these guys even for one one night. I mean Anthony Green had like a nice little month run in AEW. Yeah, and he could still get brought back at some yeah. point, and they, they always need local talent for, for bringing Darth in and, these independent wrestlers that people know. Is it only helps everyone? It, absolutely. It just, yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me just clear my throat really quickly. Just go ahead and uh, vamp for like ten seconds. All right. Never mind. Guys, nachos. I just needed to. I just needed to clear my throat. Anyway, oh, you're so, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Two seconds of dead air won't kill everybody. All right. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I guess we'll move on because it, there wasn't like a whole like, – it was kind of like what, like 10 minutes or something? I don't yeah, even it know was, what it was. It was Fast and the Furious, match. man. It was quick. It was rolling. It wasn't like a super long match, but I also think that's partially because, you know, we already had like a – it probably went like 15 minutes that won the, the tag match that we're about to talk about in a second when we get to my favorite transition. That was my favorite match this week was uh, Leo and Dante – Versus Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. Um, side note, one of my favorite things from Dark this week was there was a match. I forget what it was, but it was like Seidel and Lee's debut together. And there was like somebody else named like Lee and some people named Matt. It was like a whole like Lee, Matt. And it was just a nightmare to talk about on commentary. So that was fun to listen to. Um, I forget who it was, but it was in the match. But it was a bunch of people with the names. And I was like, that's just awesome. But anyway, um... And they did that just to rib the guys on commentary. It's great. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so – but I really enjoyed this match. Um, it was great because – and it didn't occur to me, but I was like, wait a minute. This was Leo – Leo Rush's – sorry, Leo Martin. Leo Rush's, uh, you know, uh, in-ring debut for, for AEW. And wow, I think he absolutely nailed it. Like, honestly, like – That finisher. Oh, absolutely. Whoa. So, So – well, so what I thought was cool was they also like had the spot where like when they hit the double jump for the for the finish, they yeah. had like Leo call it, which I thought was interesting. I feel like that was totally him in the rings being like, "Hey," because he knew he was about to hit the spot, and he was like, "He was like, hey, just give me a second. I'm gonna make it look like I'm I'm calling the shot." And he was like, "Oh, okay, you know, like yeah." I also I feel like, like what Leo happened. slapping the piss out of Matt Seidel. <laughs> that was good. Um, this is I fun. Liked- 
Yeah, I like that this match didn't really need to be like super complicated. They just needed to do some cool flippy shit and everyone was going to like go go nuts, you know? But like at the same time, I, I, I was really like looking forward to this match. And like sometimes in AEW, I'll like have a match circled in my head like, oh, that's going to be awesome. And like it turns out to just be like, oh, okay. You know, like they, they didn't want to give it away because it's TV, you know, like. But, but with these guys, the match was circled. I mean, they're going to leave it all out like, there oh, in the yeah. ring. I actually hadn't. What was the last thing that Lee Moriarty did? I can't remember, but I remember liking him. Was he on Dark? Maybe and I was just like, I believe him it was there? a match against Bobby Fish on the buy-in. Ah, I remember now, and I remember, I remember thinking that I liked style. that I liked that guy more than I liked Fish in that match. Which is not a knock on Fish. I just I think Fish is in a weird spot right now. Um, that and I think AEW has a couple guys on their hands, like Dante Martin, like Lee Moriarty. They have it. They have it. Whatever Absolutely. it is, they have it. Same with Ricky Starks, who uh, I thought did good on Rampage. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. The, as so, the favorite of the week, as you guys could tell, was Dante Martin. I'm a little sad he's not on full gear. I'm not gonna lie. But I think, what would you do with him though? Like, what are you gonna do? Have him be in a match with Matt Seidel because it's the only thing he's been doing over the last month. I don't think that the feuds no, yeah, ever been it, that, that hot. That his feuds haven't culminated to the pay per view. The pay per view is booked. Like. I think a goal for Leo Rush and Matt Seidel now that is – or not Matt Seidel, Dante Martin now is to be on the following pay-per-view. I, I think, think that would Dante be a great storyline. Dante Martin on a pay-per-view. That's got to be the next goal for him. They could even they – shit, they could make merch out of that. Like they could absolutely – that that could be really good. But, uh, I think if that's the direction that they take the storyline in, um, it can only do – they can only – the only way they could mess that up would be like – if they don't put him against the right opponents to get him there, like they could put him against like, I don't know, someone he probably shouldn't beat, you know, like, yeah. um, not that there's people he shouldn't be, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's I something like with there. a story it, like this. You can easily screw it up. If you just, if you mess some small detail of it up, but if you, as long as you just like chill and let the wrestlers just like tell it like an interesting story. Cause this is like what I always knock WWE for, right? Is that when you try and add that little extra bit of like, reality in there it starts to make things seem more phony you know like and i i have something that they could do for for dante martin okay i, I will this train of thought isn't really going anywhere so go ahead this is how he gets on a pay-per-view you ready for this okay he is punk's match at the next pay-per-view uh, that would be good it is guided by leo rush's management and he is the first one to beat cm punk that is the fucking skyrocket push See, but I don't know as much as I like Dante. That's six months. That'd be about six months combined of booking this to him to beat the one to beat Punk. See, the problem with that is I feel like CM Punk. <sighs> I knew I was going to have His first person he puts over is going to be an AEW guy. Yes. It's going to be an AEW guy. That being said. Dante Martin's on that trajectory. I think the way they've currently booked Punk it's not going to be for another little while before he takes that loss because I think it's going to be sooner than later. I mean, I, I, I don't think, think I still think my point about them using that against you and some other podcasts have started to say this now. So good to know everyone out there is listening to us, but um, I've been pointing this out for a few weeks though. They will use that against you, but Tony Khan's also not just going to do it because it's random. Like, he's not going to do the WWE thing of just, well, and I'll give him this credit. WWE would just be like, well, we're just going to do the thing that you don't think is going to happen, and that's a surprise. 
Uh, yeah, you're technically right. I wasn't expecting that, but that's because it's stupid, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we've I, had I many think, of those conversations. Like, It might not like, be at the next pay-per-view, but I could, I could definitely see it where Dante – I mean, you could say another six months from now. Maybe Dante goes I on to beat Ricky Starks. Maybe that's the feud that they go route, you know? The problem is I kind of agree with you. He needs to beat somebody big next, but I don't know – I don't know who that is because, like, I tell you who I think it'd be kind of cool if it was. If Who's he was that? still around, I think it'd be kind of cool if he beat Moxley because Mox has been on top for a while. And yeah, yeah. if Mox was still around, obviously we obviously don't. I'm not blaming I mean, him. Right Danielson now. could put him over himself. too. Danielson could easily put him over. That would be more interesting to me. I feel like they are much more similar. Like, maybe that's, I like maybe that's the route. I like CM Punk, but I don't think they're. Like, I almost feel like if Punk was going to put anybody over, he would have put over Darby in his first match, and he obviously wasn't going to do that, you know? Because, like, I feel like the guy these people have to put over has to have a similar similar traje- trajectory to them, where, like, Dante Martin is innovating pro wrestling, I think, in the same way that back in the Ring of Honor days, Daniel Bryan was, uh, Brian Danielson, whatever his name is, was, uh, was innovating just pro wrestling in general by innovating the, or innovating, in- incorporating the, um, yeah, I mean, MMA and the Muay Thai and the stuff like that. Um, and Dante Martin is taking high flying to a completely next level that it's never been taken to before, you know? I don't think probably. That's always even that, that's a fun debate who Punk's going to put over first. I mean, shit, it could be Kingston tomorrow. So <laughs> I would be shocked because the yeah. way they've booked the feud, if Punk loses, I don't know where, where they go with it next. Like, that, that would have to be the. It, that's the weird thing. Yeah, it, Charlie, let me ask you this question because I've been thinking about this for a while. Where is Punk's storyline going? Uh, I mean, hey, we anywhere we at all because it doesn't seem in our full gear predictions, everyone, which will be right up on. We're right not up even talking this. about this match. I'm talking about let's win or lose. Yeah, is there anywhere he can go from here? And I think my answer to that question is I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be against someone. He's this could launch a feud that they go in for a little bit, but it just makes me wonder because like. I kind of agree with some of the takes out there of people saying like, well, he hasn't really helped the ratings that much, you know, as much as I love the guy, the people that came back for CM Punk didn't come back and stick back for CM Punk, which is a bit odd. You know, I find that weird. Hey, I mean, it, look, it, it's all evolving. I, I'm glad he has an actual storyline going into this pay-per-view instead of it being just a Wardlow match. I think this is, it's definitely better than what he would have had. No, I like the I like what they're doing. This feud is great, but like I don't know, I just don't know what they're gonna do with him, man. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, it's it's all it'll be good. It'll uh, we'll dive into that. All right, you wanna you wanna take out the uh, dark elevation results? Yeah, I have it pulled up right here. I mean, so we had some interesting stuff on on elevation this week. Uh, it opened up with a little bit of a squash, though. Um, we had Will Hobbs uh, taking out a it looks like what is it, a jobber or something like that with a submission. He took him out with the uh, torture rack. I know his name was Danny Adams. Maybe he'll be back. Probably not. <laughs> see you later, pal. Hey, good um, to see but you. Anyways, it was just a really quick match. Torture yep. rack. Hobbs crushed. Um, then we had the butcher and the blade with the bunny taking on Chuck Taylor and Miller Yuta. Um, and- Fun little match. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Butcher and the Blade uh, got the pin, it looks like. You know, that kind of sets up an interesting week because Hardy Family Office getting some dubs, including the main event of Rampage. It kind of starts off in Dark Elevation. 
Anyway, um, so in the third match, <laughs> we're just moving <laughs> past that. In the third match, uh, we had uh, Rio taking on Riho. Sorry, taking on 2D Lin. Got to make sure I get those the syllables correct because there's already uh, there's multiple people with similar sounding names. Um, <clears throat> oh, definitely. It looks like Rio got the pin in that match. Um, Rio. Actually, have you been seeing this stuff with Rio on Dark? I think they're actually going to bring Rio back. I could see it, man. I mean, she Rio be the one to take out Britt Baker? Question mark. And look, she's she's always going to have the badge as the first champion. Could she be the one to take out Britt Baker? Question mark. Possibly. I, I you know who I actually I really think is going to take out Britt. It's going to be Hikaru Shida, and she's going to be the first two time champ. That's just kind of the way I, I see it going right cool. now. I yeah. like Shida. That's good. That'd be good. Whoever has to be. Thunder Rose will be better. Anyway, um, agreed. All right. So in the fourth match, Matt Hardy took on. Is this another jobber? Uh, it's Dean Alexander. I don't know. Anyway, um, Matt Hardy tapped them. The leech submission. I don't know what the hell this move is, but I like hey. it. Um, and then in the fifth match, so this was kind of weird. They kind of broke up a little bit of like a weird thing they had going on, like where there was like six women involved in like this weird. But I don't know if we call it a feud. Dude. Yeah. Ah, whatever it is, they just had them all like wrestling each other. But we had Nyla Rose and Emi Sakura taking on um, Ruby Soho and Rio Mizunami. We had Lulu Pencil, Vicky Guerrero, and Lulu Mace, and May Segura hey. at ringside. Um, okay. Who I was like, oh, May Segura, all right. If Emi Sakura just builds this little like collection of, of I, I don't even know what they are, but they're. I like them. They're kind of managers. They're kind of... Are they wrestlers? Probably. I, I don't know. Uh, Lulu Pencil's over, man. Lulu Pencil... Dude, even even Eddie Kingston likes Lulu Pencil. Come on. Anyway. I really um, like Eddie Kingston on commentary. <laughs> Bring it back. All right. Um, no, but... Yeah, so... <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, Ryu, Ruby Soho and Ryu Mizunami got the pin. Um, Let's see Ruby. Yes. Um, and then in match number six, we had the Dark Order, which was Evil Uno's Two Grace and Alex Reynolds and John Silver take, or sorry, with Cole Commander at ringside. I should have included that. Uh, versus the Acclaimed and 2.0 in an eight-man tag match. When I first saw this match, I was like, why? But it was fine. Although I will say, 2.0 got kind of like, there was a part of this match where 2.0 just felt like they were just like, left out to dry, <laughs> which was like, kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, I feel like 2.0 and Danny Garcia found themselves on TV a lot a month ago, and now they're kind of just on dark, so we'll yeah, see what happens Yeah, fine. Them. They'll have something for them eventually. They'll make them contenders at some point for somebody down the road. I don't know if it'll be for the Lucha yeah. Bros. It, Danny Garcia, but... I mean, he, he had a fun little match with Punk. But if they're going with FTR as champions, then, I mean, they probably won't be back in the title scene for a little while, but I mean, like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the Dark Order got the pin. Um, All right. So... The Dark Order actually picked up quite a few wins on Dark this week, I think. So, like, not quite a few, but more than more than you would expect. Like, they were in a lot of matches, and I was surprised by that. I'm not because they're, I mean, they're one, I mean, you got to have people that are legit to lose. Obviously, it could be the Dark Order, but I mean, like, um, I don't know. I thought I thought Elevation was interesting. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, but I mean, what are you going to do? It was just a bunch of... Elevation has been better and better with the live crowds. Yeah, I, they just needed some better matches. I'll, I'll just be yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was fine. It was, and then AW, not, not every week of Dark is going to work. Uh, exactly. I mean, hey, I think they just progressed those low-key storylines, as we saw with the Hardy family office and uh, Matt Hardy. So Yeah, exactly. Certain weeks, they you can really see the progression. And mm-hmm. then we hop over to Dark, 
and Dark was in St. Louis, Missouri. And we had Jordan question mark. No, I'm just kidding. Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, and Alex Reynolds versus the Gun Club, who was 16 and 0. And you called it. The Gun Club is now 17 and 0. So we saw that coming. Riho picked up another victory. So back to back for her. I, I'm. I think that's three or four in a row. If I want to say, I think she's picked only, up a win on like every dark show over the last couple of weeks. Probably only a matter of time until we see her uh, back in the title scene. Absolutely. Yeah, or at like, least definitely on TV, right? So for sure. Uh, our third match, we had Too Fast, Too Fuego versus Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. This is hilarious because Solo has the beef with uh, Fue- uh I'm blank. What the hell? Yeah, Fuego. <laughs> I don't know what else. Fuego del Sol? Yeah, Fue- Solo has that beef with Fuego del Sol in the vlog, so it was pretty funny to see it come to the come to the ring. And Too Fast, Too Fuego is now 2-0. Good job, Cody. Uh, fourth match, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager mm-hmm. pick up a victory. And we saw that coming, right? And yeah. getting a lot of action this week. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta with Chris Statlander. And a six-man tag match pick up the victory. Was yeah. Wheeler Yuta on every show? Uh, Yes. Wow. Good for him. Wheeler Yuta was on the top of Dynamite this week. And he wrestles New Japan strong. Wheeler Yuta's a, a worker, man. I, I respect that. Dude, probably Yuta was probably their connection to, the, to what we'll talk about later. But anyway, go ahead. Like, and then our sixth match. We're talking about Dante Martin getting a motherfucking push. He beat Frankie Kazarian. Frankie. It's yeah. happening, dude. That's a legit name. That's a guy that's been in contention for that's championships. The elite hunter. He's yes. been a tag champion in AEW. Like, this is a guy, man. It, Dante uh, Martin yeah. is on the come up, dude. Uh, our seventh match, we had a, a six man tag: Thunder Rosa, Rio Muzanami, Chris Statlander versus Emi Sakura, Jamie Hader, and Rebel with Lulu Pencil and Mice. How do you say that? Mice Saruga? May Segura, I think is how they were. May Segura and a six man. Lulu Pencil's over, but her team does not win. Thunder Rosa's team picks up the victory, as he should. Thunder Rosa and Statlander. <laughs> One of those baby faces is probably going to win that title. So, for sure, hundred percent. And then we get into uh, Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty with Mike Seidel versus Two Point So a little preview to the tag match that we got that was so beautiful. And Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty pick up the victory, and this is Lee Moriarty's first tag victory. That was the Matt and Lee and Lee and Matt Matt Lee match. <laughs> Nyla Rose <laughs> picks up a nice little victory. Andrade beats Warhorse. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I don't know why Andrade is wrestling on Dark. I don't actually think he, I think if he's going to wrestle, I should be on like Dynamite or something, man. I'm just being I, I think it's also just for the crowd. Yeah, you know, they're, 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 I, he's above that. I Let's think a lot of times like, stuff like this is a little boost to the record. How do you feel? How do you how do you feel? How do you think Charlotte Flair feels about watching her man wrestle on the beads, the the, the triple, not even B, the CC show? Hey, she's she's all good because she's got a match at full gear. Uh, our 11th match was the Dark Order again on TV. Five and Preston Vance facing Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. And you guessed it. Starks and Hobbs pick up the victory. I think Starks is being protected still a little bit since he's come back. So nice to see that. Tay Conti picks up a victory. Wardlow picks up a victory with Sean Spears on his side. And then yeah. our 14th match, Darby Allen defeats Q- uh, QT Marshall. This is a loaded show, guys. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you caught – if you guys didn't catch Dark, it was fucking loaded. And then our 15th and final match, the main event, Kristen Cage and the Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Family Office, Matt Hardy, 
Isaiah Cassidy in the blade in a six-man tag. Honestly, pretty fun match. And Christian Cage and Jurassic Express pick up the win, which makes sense because they have a match at full gear. Yeah. That was a mouthful. That was a lot of matches on Dark. Fun week at Dark. I believe it was like 90 minutes. So, Yeah, it was actually Dark itself. I wasn't that big of a fan of Elevation. Dark itself, I there were some matches on it that I liked. And um, I, I hate to say this. QT Marshall still sucks. Sorry. These weeks where they're not at Universal Studios seem to be that much better. I'm sorry. Just gonna let that one. Let's just gonna let that one go. All right. And we're letting it sit. It's it's sitting there. And I, I agree. I like his little Ouch. group, but um, that's about it. I but again, no, I think he just honestly. Do you want to know the truth? But I think about QT. I think he probably could have great matches all the time if he wanted to, but he doesn't because he doesn't want to bury everybody else's spots. Like, oh, I'm sure. And he, he's a trainer. I mean, him, Ten, Cody, they all train at that Nightmare Academy. So it'd be kind of if they were going out there and showing everybody on Dark Up, it would just. just I feel like there are some people who genuinely would discourage. You know? Yeah. Like. Those people you see that we have, like, oh, it wasn't that great of a match. The ones you don't really hear us talk about that much. Like, I would probably kill some of those people's careers. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mean to be, like, some people are fragile, man. It's the truth. You know, like. Absolutely. Um, a real quick. Look at, uh, what was that guy? Lars Sullivan? Was that the guy in WWE that just quit? Like. Yeah, he he, he was done. Um, so, before like, we hop into uh, Dynamite and Rampage, our go-home week. Is there anything you wanted to uh, talk about with news this week at all that you can think of? Or just in general? Uh, there wasn't anything in news. I mean, there was something I thought about news that I don't remember what it was, but there wasn't anything major or anything like that. Okay. Um, I will say this. Uh, before we get into the actual uh, Dynamite talk, I will say there was something that happened right up the top of Dynamite. I guess, I guess you'll probably talk about this when you bring it up, but I just want to talk about Japan putting over the best friends really quickly. Um, Love to see that, by the way. I like the idea of, of Orange Cassidy and Chaos. It's a, it's a good fit. I don't know why. It just makes sense. Um, Agreed. But also, the Forbidden Door is wide open. And uh, obviously, when we get to the first match of the show, that'll be quite obvious. But um, I just think it's cool that Japan is taking an interest in some of the AEW talent instead of just like providing the Japanese stars that Tony Khan It's got to be setting up for Brian to be fighting at Wrestle Kingdom, right? It has to be. As I don't think Brian honestly, feel orange. like doesn't it feel like Brian's not really that like maybe like, even though this is his last full year of wrestling, as he says, that he might actually do more at the beginning of next year in AEW that he's gonna do or maybe even in the middle of next year. Because like I feel like when he says a year of wrestling, he came into AEW so late. But like, is he really gonna just hang it up at the end of this year? I don't if that's the case, he's got a lot to get done and he's not gonna be able to go to Japan in that time, you know, like yeah, theoretically, yeah. So, so I think he's BSing when he says he's only going to be. I don't think this is. I mean, his last. Well, he did say last full year, so I guess he could like what, like in June, be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. There was some, I wrestled uh, everybody on the planet. Now, Dave, give me my award. Yeah, I'll hit a couple of these real quick. So there was a GCW uh, pay per view tonight, and I'll just I'll hit a couple that might sound kind of important that people might care about. Um, okay. Alex Shelley defeated Matt Cardona. So I know a lot of people have been kind of into that, seeing where that's going. Uh, Leon Ruff, he was one of the more recent NXT releases. Most notably, he won the uh, North American title in just a a beautiful storyline with Johnny Gargano. And he actually won his uh, debut match in a scramble match. 
So uh, there's a couple things. And uh, Alex Zane and Tony Deppin actually lost. So Alex Zane, some we've, someone we've been keeping a lot of notes on. They lost to the second gear crew, which is, which is Matthew Justice and Effie. So I know a lot of people are into GCW. And whenever shows have pay-per-views like that, we don't mind giving some little highlights to it and whatnot. Man, I do have a question. Was there supposed to be a title match on that show that just didn't happen? I I think Mox is the champion. That's what I was saying. Was he supposed maybe. to defend and they just maybe they just cut it or whatever? That is possible. Because I feel like I know he's definitely their champion, right? Yeah, he, he won it off Cardona in that awesome storyline. And then defended against Gage. Cardona, man. He was in AEW. I, I, By the way, I just watched Gage versus Mox. That was just absolutely aw, disgusting. Awesome. So, yeah. We, we, the front we, we might as well hit that real quick just in terms of news. But... Yeah, uh, let's let's run right into Dynamite, and right out the bat, Garrett, we're back on track with beautiful matches opening the show. The American Absolutely. Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero with Orange Cassidy, as and as you alluded to, the Forbidden Door, Orange Cassidy is in chaos. They kept mentioning chaos. There was even Okada mentions. Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson tease. Yeah, yeah, give me it all day. This this match was awesome, and and you know. I liked commentary putting it over, and I loved. But let me just say this real quick: commentary was really good this week on both shows. I know a lot of people get get annoyed by Jericho, but I thought he did a good job putting people over on Rampage. Nope, still hate it. Um, but yeah, Brian Danielson doing the stomps on Rocky Romero was awesome. This was a fun match. It was quick. Hey, no commercial breaks. No, I'm kidding. We're not bringing that back. But seriously, there was no commercial breaks. And it was, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the beginning of Dynamite again. It set me off on a great mood. Garrett, take it away. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match as well. I didn't really have anything to complain about. Actually, until the tag match, which I did anticipate this, but I wasn't entirely sure if this was going to happen. Until the tag match hit, this was my favorite thing that was on the show to that point. Um, and I think that was intentional. I think he wanted you to really like this match, but then really, really like the the tag match that happened later on in the show. Um, and I feel like ah, such I, don't know, match. I just feel like um, you know something you can always rely on with AEW's wrestling is that the, that the match itself is probably going to be good, with a few exceptions. Um, I'm not kidding you. If this match was on a pay per view, I would have been perfectly fine with that match that we had. Yeah, and but the thing is. I will be honest, I'm starting to see what people are saying with, okay, if they give us a dream match every two weeks or every week, it's going to start to wear thin after a little while. I don't know if so it like, with how many we have. I, I can see that. I, I, so here's why I think that's the case. Because if every match that, that, that Brian Danielson has is a dream match, then you can't ever have him do anything but dream matches. And so I feel like what... I feel like what inevitably happens is that these dream matches just become matches after a while, you know? Oh, sure. Like, yeah, it I, will, I can totally see that. It will just become the norm, right? And, and then, hey, like... If he's only wrestling for a year and we see him every week like this, I'm cool with it, man. I mean, yeah, but it's like it's like I said, I, I, think, I think it's like with the CM Punk thing, you got to capitalize while it's hot, but you cannot force things down people's throats because that's what we've been bitching about for years in wrestling, you know? Absolutely. Like, like if Brian would have walked in and won the title, I think people would have been like, "All right, seriously." He might still the, the, the next the winner of this tournament gets the next title shot. It could still happen. 
Yeah, it could. He's been here a a decent amount of time, though, so it's not as bad as, like, if he won it in September. I agree. I'm just saying, you know. Agreed. Uh, We get to Tony Schiavone. He's hyping up the Minneapolis street fight. The inner circle's walking towards the ring. They get attacked from behind. Uh, Dos Santos hits Jericho multiple times, then heavy strikes at Guevara. This is pretty much just a bunch of hoo-ha and you you name it. Dan Lambert's Mm -hmm. doing shit. The, they say the goal is to make uh, Lambert make Jericho tap out. That's the goal, which we all know. If this, I'm actually going to save that thought. When we talk about the full gear predictions, we'll we'll dive in. That's straight up a full gear prediction. So, full gear predictions will be out right after this. So I'm sure you guys are excited for that. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's going to be such. That's going to be the one match that I'm like. Yeah, I I oof. this feud. Has gone on far too long, and I, I, this could be an absolute disaster if the wrong team wins. And I, I will at least say, if if the inner circle wins this, this is this is a fucking waste of time and a disaster. But yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, but we'll save, save more, I'll save more of those yes. thoughts, but just in case, absolutely. <laughs> no, but that's the point. I agree that I wanted to make is that man, this feud is just. It's got. It can only end one way for at least it. But it's the only minutes. actual feud going on. So and, I mean, and the and hangman thing's yeah. been going on for a while. But the hangman thing that was gonna have to happen. Like I people would have like if if hangman had not been the Joker, people would have rioted. Like, are they actually gonna have Lambert wrestle? Like seriously? Yes. God, man, I just don't get it. Don't you, I don't either. It's like why did they have Michael Cole wrestle at WrestleMania? That being said, even did. though I'm complaining about it, I thought this was perfectly fine. This was perfectly fine. Um, we yeah, didn't it have, good. it didn't last too long. We had to kind of, Sammy has looked like an absolute corpse. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, American top team is the most powerful team in AEW, yada, yada, yada. And then we go to commercial. We come back to our six woman raw tag team match that was set up last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, what, what shit? I put something funny in my notes for this one. Hold on. You we don't me. have anything for you tag match. Yeah. Yeah, um, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Rebel versus Tay Conti, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa. Um, we kind of saw. Can I just say Reba sucks at wrestling? It's uh, yeah, she's 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 a heater. That's what she's there for. It's okay. I mean, like she literally can't wrestle. Like what? What? Um, and I know I can't wrestle, but that's, that's why I'm saying she can't wrestle because that's what I would look like out there. I'm yeah. I'm glad the baby faces uh got the win here. It was kind of necessary. It was it was a perfectly fine. For you guys what think it was. that was a nuclear take? Wait till we get the rampage. It was. I, I think this was. It was what it was. It was to get Brit on TV and stuff and kind of look like Take Conti as a shot to win the. Tournament. No, Brit should be on TV, but Reba should not be in a wrestling ring, and she's not going to be Reba again. Not going to be Rebel again until she actually has a good match. There he. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Um. We immediately go to Jungle Boy versus Anthony Bowens with Max Caster. Oh my god, the acclaimed intro is just it's always so good. <laughs> oh, it was, how so can good. you let your girlfriend be around seven dudes? Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just they know what they're doing. Bowens, like Bowens had that good match with uh it was Danielson, right? And now he's wrestling yes. Jungle Boy and he's doing good. I I'm not gonna lie, this was uh my personal second favorite match on Dynamite. That's how much I like the Dynamite matches. The tag, this, and Danielson, I loved them all. And at the end of the match, Jungle Boy wins. 
Bobby Fish runs down to the ring be at the hands of Adam Bet Cole, bye bye, and attacks Jungle Boy. Garrett, us being some undisputed era marks, this uh this kind of made me happy how this ended there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree slightly and say that I wish they would have waited until Kyle O'Reilly was in the AW, but you know. Especially because Kyle O'Reilly's buddy that he's been putting over just joined SmackDown. Yeah. <sighs> Kyle O'Reilly's new tag team partner is on SmackDown without him. So Yeah, he's he, his contract is up soon too. He's he's totally if he's not, if he's smart, he's bailing out. Like Absolutely. Hey, man, we could um, enter the undisputed we, era of the elite, the undisputed elite. Red Dragon versus the elite, uh, oh. whatever the next pay-per-view is. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. No, but uh, <laughs> overall, I, I'm really liking Bowen's caster with the gimmick. They work well together, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I hope that uh, I hope that this Bobby stuff goes somewhere though. If it, if not, if they just did that once and they don't address it at all, unless they unless they're planning on unless they're literally in talks with Kyle O'Reilly right now, then I might forgive them. But e- even then, I'm still going to be a little annoyed. Like, but at the same time, to, I think people really to want somewhere. him to, to address that those guys are friends now. But they even kind of said that the Young Bucks are cool with him too. I like that they used him as a mercenary. You know that yes. It, it, the fact that they put something behind it, it kind of makes sense. Um, so after oh, that, oh, you know what we had next, Charlie? This is war. <laughs> this is war. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get we get our little our little backstage <laughs> promo here, and it just kind of says the mercenary thing, yada yada yada. He's new to AEW, but he's he's a veteran. And uh, Matt dropped a line. There is no dispute here. We are the best. <laughs> that got me. Um, and then, yes, Wheeler Universe. Board low. Yeah. We did say he was on every show. Sometimes he has to eat an aisle to get on every show. But we like Wheeler Yuta. Hey, he got um, fucking destroyed by Mox, too, a couple weeks back. So yeah, uh, He knows they did the job. Wardlow legit looks like a menace, though. Dude, when Wardlow turns on MJF, that is going to be feud of the year. I'm sorry, it will be because Wardlow's going to kill him. Match 100. Wardlow's going to kill him. Yeah, that'd be a nice win for Wardlow. Have you ever heard him talk? He strong styles people. He just hits you. He's just a random dude that hits people. What is this man? He's a menace to society. Um, so Wardlow will be that match. There's a little uh, aftermatch shenanigans with Cassidy and Hardy, which uh, I thought this was over a month ago. Um, Get now it's that to you, please. Fuck. Yeah, for real. Return from commercial break, yada, yada, yada. We get our match of – oh, okay. So they cut to the cameras. This is before the Matt Seidel match. And yes. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston are trying to fight each other, but other wrestlers and AW personnel are holding them back. When Eddie Kingston starts running at him the way he was running, pop me. Uh, it got a good chuckle. I like that uh, Ruby Soho was. I there. don't mean to be rude, but does Eddie Kingston just have short legs or something? Like, I don't know, man. I think it was the way he was running. He was his boot scooting. No, actually, I think he has really big boots on. Is what it is, and it just makes it. Because I think I've seen other wrestlers have that effect before, where like he doesn't wear knee pads, so it makes him look kind of short because he doesn't have the knee pads. Yeah. I don't think maybe he wears knee pads. I don't fucking know. Maybe he does have short legs, but Eddie <laughs> short Kingston. Leg. Eddie Kingston, you run like a vegan. But anyway, um. Leg. 
Yeah. Like, uh, so that was that was perfectly fine for what it was. It's a fun little segment. A lot of people are really into that. So I hey. still think they should have had something on Rampage with them, even if it wasn't like a. It, like an actual like interview, maybe like I don't know, like uh, somebody all. Like, I guess some of the some of the talking in that might have been new. I couldn't tell you though. Oh no, the the promo segment was definitely filmed. Like probably, I'm guessing that night or something with Punk backstage, or maybe he filmed it in like a studio somewhere, right? But like, I don't think that I, I would have rather somebody have been live on Rampage because the show was live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, it's an hour. You only get like two or three hour long Rampages live a month. You know what I mean? So like. Put somebody on it that people might actually watch. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, um, I, I get what you're saying. Um, we get our Dante Martin and Leo Rush victory. We get a quick Miro promo that's just talking about his match with Brian. Um, and then I think a match that shocked a lot of people, not because the wrestlers in it that are talented, but how well they work together. And that's Dax Harwood versus Pac. This was fun. This was a good little match. Yeah, it was actually awesome. There were some really cool spots. Uh, Pac almost killed himself on a brain buster. Um, yeah, just straight good uh, wrestling top, too. Dude, that that top rope brain buster spot would just look so brutal. Um, yeah, and it's, there yeah. was one thing in this match that kind of pissed me off a little bit. There was a back body drop onto the entrance ramp, and I feel like that's a spot that you should have if you're going to have that. And if someone's going to take that bump, that should be on TV. I mean, because like I don't feel like there's any way you can take that without just falling onto the ramp. You know, like you're taking something off your bump card there. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel like this should have been on TV because Pac just went flying and he's just like, all right. And like, I'm, you know, like maybe that was the idea. I feel like the idea was that was going to be what took them into the commercial break. Like he was going to hit that and then that was going to give them the, you know what I mean? Cause usually someone's down when they go to commercial. Yeah. Like maybe it was just mistimed in the truck or something, but I feel like that should have been on TV. You know, it, it, I mean, it very well could have been mistimed. They went to picture in picture, but I feel like that was a bad time to do it. I don't know. I, I feel like if it's going to be a spot like that, it should be on TV. Maybe I'm just being weird about it. But yeah, so Pac wins the match, and as soon as he wins, Cash Cash Wheeler hits the ring. He starts attacking. The lights go out, and they turn back on. Andrade and Malachi Black are in the ring. They begin attacking Pac, and the Lucha Bros and Cody Rhodes come down to make the save. So pretty much just kind of the combination of the feuds. Of between the tag matches that we're getting, which will be fun matches. Those will be just straight up fun, fun wrestling matches on the pay per view that they'll use in between title matches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Winter Pac. So the re- that is our last match of the night. Which again, I, I, the wrestling was good, very good wrestling uh, show for Dynamite. And we absolutely. get our we get our contract signing. It's pretty much just going run of the mill, you know, some good uh, right. some good promos, okay. cowboy shit. And then hot take number one of the night. This was boring. Yeah, it was very run of the mill. And then at once toward they get towards the end, Paige gets attacked by Callus, described as a cameraman, which was which is pretty cool. I mean, I mean, the signing the contract in blood is like an iconic moment. And then he signed in like every Kenny package when he fights Hangman. But like you know, like yeah, they got the contract signed in blood, and it was you know this wasn't complete hectic until the last two minutes, but. Like you said, that that last two minutes will be ingrained in Kenny Omega and Hangman's feud forever. So yeah, absolutely. But it was uh, no table it was a flipping. Really boring segment, though. I'm gonna be honest. I was I was like, I'm glad they put this on last because man, this would have just killed the momentum of the show at any point, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Um, so uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, world. Obviously, for me, Dynamite's getting a thumbs up because that wrestling kicked ass. Yeah, I. 
I must have just been like kind of down in the show when I first watched it because when I, what I started doing was I started to put a rating um, for right after I got done watching the show, and for this I had a thumbs in the middle for. So wow, okay. Yep. So hey, there was some stuff on it that I wasn't into. The inner circle should have been on the show. Sorry, just other than just being beat up. Just being honest. Um, you got to sell that feud. If that's one, if that's the actual storyline, that's the real storyline that you've been building like a lot of the shows around, you got to put that on the show, dude. You can't just have people get beat up. I'm sorry. It's the go home show, and you're probably not going to have them on Rampage because Jericho does commentary, you know? Yeah, so you want to sprint down. Yeah, and which you can do, but you can only do that so much, and you don't want that to become just what they do now. Oh, Jericho's running down again. Like, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I just thought four. There was four very quality wrestling. And the women's match, I was like, this didn't need to happen. Um, nope, because they should have just had something for them to do. I'm sorry. Like, they, uh, yeah, like I mean, like you were kind of mentioning earlier, they kind of just had the TBS title tournament on on pause this um, week. I was the Bobby thing kind of dragged it down a little bit for me because I don't think they're going to go anywhere with it. And the, yeah, the boring contract signing, I think, is really what dragged it down for me. Honestly, um, hey, fair enough. Yeah, everything else was pretty okay, and but there were some things that I was like, uh, but like for the most part, it was a good show. I just I thought that contract signing should have meant more because it's the story they're selling the show around. Hey, that's that's was great, man. Sometimes we have different different opinions. And if you thought that was a nuclear take, wait till we get to Rampage, everybody. Uh, yes, Rampage. We jump right in. Bobby Fish versus Jungle Boy. This is pretty much the exact match you'd be expecting. Is just continuing off their uh, their riff from Dynamite. Um, Jungle Boy ends up hitting the win uh, via submission. Um, Can I be honest? I liked the match. It's kind of average. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was just perfectly fine for what it was. It should have been better. I'm gonna be honest. These hey, two are really talented. Enough. I'm gonna make uh, the hottest take I've made on this show so far, and it's gonna get outdone later. But. Um, I think that Bobby Fish is phoning in right now until Kyle O'Reilly gets there. Hey, man. I, he could be. I, I personally kind of like this. Because he could have had like five-star matches with everybody he's been in the ring with so far. And he hasn't had a single one. Hey, fair enough. I I um I thought the commercial break was at a convenient time. Unlike Other last than the week. one jobber he beat on Dark, by the way. I don't want people going in the reviews and saying some weird shit like that. But, like, you know... Like, <laughs> this, because I know I paid attention to that match, and obviously that guy wasn't going to beat him. But you know what I mean, like. But like, yeah. Uh, the main story here was after, and it was uh, Adam Cole attacks Jungle Boy after Cole and Fish embrace and set up Jungle Boy for the concerto. But uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus make the save. Cole bails, leaving Fish to eat the kill switch. Yeah, so like they immediately just get rid of all. This is what I was talking about. Like I knew they were just going to have him get like. They, oh, now they're not friends again because he's going to be upset that he left them out to dry, you know? Yeah, like, we'll have to see where they take it. I mean, it, it's really just a cheap pop, in my opinion. Yeah, which is why even do it then. Why not just wait until you have something there, actually, and then do that or don't do it at all? Because, like, they shouldn't acknowledge that past unless they're going to do something with it. And that's why I, I think, think the I think whole that. point of it was to get Jungle Boy a nice victory before the match. Oh, I mean, that's fine to have. You could have had that match without having to have. I mean, you. Yeah, actually, they probably should have just waited on that match a little bit. Yeah, it just but, really I mean, added like, a little bit of depth to it. I I thought it was just perfectly all right. Um, we get uh, a video package for Miro versus Danielson. That'll be fun. Um, 
some highlights from Callus attacking uh, Page and Hangman. The Super Click begin a promo, but Hangman Page interrupts. I liked this. Leaving the crumbs for later when Hangman's the world champ tomorrow. Cole confronts him before the Young Bucks and send him away. Hangman apologizes to the Bucks for being an ass and throwing away their friendship. He cost them a shot at the tag titles. They cost him a shot at the world title, so they are even. On Saturday, if you lay a hand on me, I swear to God, I will ruin you. So basically, I'll we're not going to have the elite interfering in this match, so he's probably winning. Um, he 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 has to win this. I, but we also now know if he's not winning, they're interfering and starting a feud with him. So yeah, I I could definitely see. Which him. I don't know that I want, but I guess that's what they're setting up. Like he wants the option, I guess, to decide. Oh yeah, it, it'll know. it'll this will be. Yeah, they. I think Dynamite's going to be fun when we're uh. Got a new world champ. So that brings us to Jade Cargill versus Santana Garrett. All right. This was a... Uh, Strap in, everybody. <laughs> this is just kind of a, a quick little segment here celebrating Jade's uh, one year in wrestling. And she's just facing uh, independent wrestler Santana Garrett, who we all know because she's been on Dark a couple weeks. And she put over a couple ladies on Dark. So pretty much this, this was just uh, teasing up the Red Velvet feud. With Jade, which I believe they're going to map their match next week. And as everyone knows, they are infamous for the slap heard around the world when Jade slapped the living fuck out of Red Velvet last year and it went viral. And so this is the rematch. And pretty much the whole story of this match was just Jade beating the shit out of Garrett. And then Mark Sterling getting ready to celebrate. Velvet fucking hits him with the cake, the classic cake spot that's really corny. We didn't need it, in my opinion. And. Jade and Velvet are just throwing some stiff shots. I think Jade got legit pissed at one point because Velvet clearly clocked her in the face. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I think they were just selling it pretty well. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I really think it was, but it wasn't like Charlotte versus Nia from like a month ago. But I think Velvet because they, I think they're trying to reignite what they had with the slap hurt around the world. Yeah. So yeah, this was a quick five minute. Something like that. I don't know. The whole so, gimmick behind the cake. I don't know what the hell the that was about. Hottest take I've ever had in the show. I do not think this match should have been on Rampage. I don't think this match should have been on Dynamite. I think this should have been a dark match, and I'm going to explain why. So you don't have any plans to have Jade do her TBS title match this week. Fair enough. You want to keep that off for next month or next cycle of pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, so be it. That's Tony Khan's decision. I don't book the matches, right? But if I was going to have a squash match for Jade and I didn't have anything for her, I would not do it on my TV show. And it's not because I don't think she should be on. But if you're going to be building her up in this way, where she's going to lose, like we think she might lose in the tournament potentially, even though I still have her winning because I still think they don't know what they're doing. Um, But whatever. Um, I think this is probably not what you want to do because overexposing her and then having her lose feels like what WWE would do with a big giant um, like her or like how she's been booked, I should suppose. Like a um, oh, what do they what do they call that? Like just the big man type thing, you know, where they, yeah. they just can't be beat. You're just a monster, the monster heel thing. Oh, this one 100 felt like a dark segment, and that's why I don't understand putting this in between. What was kind of an okay segment at the beginning with the super click and um, fish 
you know, the hangman thing kind of really saved all that, which is great because hangman's got that power, you know, he's gotten good enough. But then you put that in between that and like a really good match. Like, I just don't get that booking decision because it tells you exactly where your thinking is. This match clearly isn't as important as that match in their eyes. You know what I mean? Because it goes right in between. So, like, I just, I guess I don't understand their booking with her right now because they want her to be viewed as this monster. But at the same time, they'll have her get shown up by Red Velvet on, like, the B show, which means they don't even consider her good enough for the main show right now because they don't have anything for her. I just don't understand this booking at all. And that's why if this was going to be on anything this week, it should have been dark and there was plenty of space, you know? So. Yeah, I I, I can see that. I I could. I, I do think that they've also heard that they've been hearing they need to keep women involved on rampage. And I, I think this is just a quick one. I don't know it, but if that's why you're putting her on, that feels like that's not the right reason. Like you should it, be putting her on be, because but, but she's to... the best person for that spot on the show because she's capable of fulfilling a role that you want her to fill. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you put Jade in there with somebody like Brit, if she'd be able to have, a Britt Baker kind of match right now, you know, like Jade, Jade is, I mean, we got to see her against, uh, again, I don't know why they're doing her. It's like they're afraid to put her against people. Like, and here's the thing, Santana Garrett could have given her a match like that, but they're so afraid to put her against somebody in a situation like that, where she's not just squashing that they won't do it. And that is part of why I think she's having trouble ascending to that next level. Because they are not, they're so afraid that they're going to break their toe. You can only do squash you know? matches for so long. I mean, this is kind of the Braun Strowman thing, right? Like, I don't mean to bring WWE up like every week, but like, why did he fail? Because they never put him over. Yeah, they, because they, they were so afraid to put him in with the people that he actually needed to go against to get to that title. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's it's uh it's very interesting. We'll have to see where they take it. I I yeah. Um, also, he couldn't wrestle. I mean, not like again, like not like on the level that I think Jade probably can, because like oh, it yeah. seems like she's actually pretty talented in the ring, but you just don't get to see it because she, well, hold on, I don't I don't want to say that like definitively, but she seems like she's got some in ring talent, but we've not actually been able to see it, you know. And I feel like I mean, I really, I just, only only match that she's had that's been a legit wrestling match was against legit Layla, and I I think it was fine for what it was, but we need to see it that, more. That's why I was like, oh, okay, are they actually going to start booking Jade to wrestle actual matches now? That makes sense. Yeah, I guess not. I don't yeah, know, I mean, man. hey, it's something worth worth noting. I will say, I don't think Tony Khan treats Rampage any different than Dynamite in terms of an A and B. I feel like he treats them both as A, but. I, I don't know. That's just that is absolutely not the way he's just look a fundamental. You know, that's I understand that he doesn't want people that he puts on only Rampage for a few weeks to feel that way, but that's how they should feel because it's not the A show. I'm sorry. People don't watch Rampage. And they don't. Like Hey, I mean that's I I personally don't see that, but that's okay. Um so uh after this we get into our Dante Martin versus Davari, which we talked about at length. It was awesome. It's nice well, I'm saying like the boy. numbers reflect like they don't they don't not as many people watch as they watch Dynamite like that's just a, a statistically oh, sure like uh, that's what I mean like if you're gonna get if if, if there was gonna be a A and B show that would be how you'd have to define it be who, where that gets more viewers and the show that gets more viewers is Dynamite so if he's yeah if he's not I, I'd agree on Dynamite with that. you know anyway we um, get a video for Tay Conti versus Britt Baker just kind of you know they're trying to get us hyped for it. 
Um, Mark Henry does his live interview with Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's pretty good in this. He's just Matt. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't want. Can we just be? He literally was like, can we just end the feud, Matt? And Matt was like, yes, <laughs> like yes. After Fine. I beat you, uh, it's a lumberjack match. Like you were kind of saying earlier, lumberjack match in 2021. Really, <sighs> Matt Hardy at least kind of gimmicks it up by saying, "Look, I'll pay you twenty five thousand dollars if you beat the shit out of everyone," which they do. So you're like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Everything about this match just upset me. I thought Our this boy takes an L. Didn't it? What happened with the head shave? Wasn't that the end of this? It was supposed to be. Um. Anyways, match was it was fine, I guess. Uh, no, it wasn't. Orange Cassidy. Don't, don't lie to yourself. It wasn't time. good. No, I I like Orange Cassidy. He looked great. He was. Hitting I love Orange. Orange. Orange Cassidy, and I've said this on this show, is my favorite thing in AEW right now. But this match did not help him at all. In fact, I think this just made it confirmed to me where Tony Khan views him on the card right now, which is the guy that loses to people. Yeah, I did like uh, Jericho saying, this guy's beaten me twice, so I know he's legit. Yeah, I mean, it's... But they're just not, like... I think that's, like, two or three consecutive losses other than the random win of tag tag win on Dark that for Orange Cassidy. Like, it's a weird spot, man. Um, they have nothing for him, and, like, he gets this is with- why... The blade hits him with brass knuckles, and Matt Hardy takes the pin. <sighs> Did – all right. So an ongoing joke that we've had for the two months we've been doing this is the Hardy family office never wins. My God, I did not think they'd start winning this week, and I did not think they would start winning by Matt Hardy pinning Orange Cassidy. Uh, maybe they're going to be the next push for like a big feud. I don't know. Uh, I feel like maybe it'll be Hardy over. Family Office versus Dark Order on because they now he's well no because then Orange Cassidy would still have to be involved. I don't know, right? I thought this ended with the head shave. I, I'll be honest. So yeah, I don't get it, man. This um this was some pretty weird uh, booking to for Rampage to end. I think while everyone was a little shocked, Matt Hardy won. They're just definitely questioning why. So I hope we see over the next couple of weeks why this happened. And I hope it doesn't just mean uh, Cassidy beats him on Wednesday and we call it a night. No. We need we need to figure this out what the fuck happened. Right? I, I can't see why they would have Orange Cassidy lose here, man. I can't either. It doesn't I, make any sense. Like, even Japan just put Cassidy over. We were talking about that, yeah. For Wednesday, they put him over. Like so, like I don't get it. It's like Tony Khan's just like doesn't like this guy or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're they're definitely. I, I, I don't know what they're doing with the Hardy family office, but something's telling me Matt Hardy's getting set up for something. But what? But what? Yeah, like what are you going to do with them? That's actually good. Like Matt Hardy better not win a title. I'm sorry, unless it's like his boys winning a tag title or something. But he better not win like the TNT <laughs> or world title. Like what? Oh God, yeah. Um, but definitely, I think he could win the women's title. Actually, that'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think for me, um, in a thumbs up, thumbs down world, I'm definitely giving uh, Rampage the thumb in the middle. It was weaker than last week, unlike where I felt like Dynamite was weaker last week. I think Rampage was a little weaker this week. Mainly booking, though. I, so it's hard. I don't. I think the talent was fine, but. Booking was a little weird this week, other than Dante Martin and the whole Taz thing, but I can't give Dante Martin the sole reason for a thumbs up every week. 
Yeah, and just like I can't solely give Dante Martin the thumbs in the middle for being the only thing that I liked on the show this week, I'm giving Rampage a thumbs down this week. Hey, fair enough. See, I liked Fish vs. Boy, so, all right. I like that match, too. I Everything surrounding it, I don't think should have happened. Hey, fair enough. All right, guys, but we will be in your podcast feeds. If you've listened all the way through, fucking thank you so much. But we will be in your podcast feeds directly after this. So, And you might even catch the other one before you watch this with our full gear predictions. And we will be in your feed Sunday morning as we get our full gear discussion? Results? How the hell would you... We'll be talking about how pissed we are that the Inner Circle fucking won. And we'll be happy that we have a new world champion. <laughs> yeah, we'll be pissed. We'll, we'll, we'll be rioting over the fact that, that uh, Ty Conti somehow didn't win the title. No. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right, guys. We will see you. Well, actually, we won't see you. Fuck off.